Test, test. Hey, look, it's on. Um, hi. Hey. Cheers. <laughs> Not cans. Not cans? What? We got fancy. Who are we? <laughs> we realized that we drank cans very quickly. Well, I mean, yeah, even with two and a half. Two and a half glasses of can, that usually will put me down. And then we were refilling cans last time, I believe. We were refilling the can with, with box wine. <laughs> hey, I was reusing. Hey, it was a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's funny that we're both, hey, hey, hey. stop that. <laughs> oh, welcome to Namaste and Rosé. <laughs> like how you, you said that into your arm. Rosé. Yeah. Uh, this is Sarah. I'm Tally. Um, he didn't say no last name, but I also only said my first name. Thank God. This is Sarah Russell and Tally Hogreef. There it is. <laughs> Finally. I feel like it's so formal. We're super formal. Didn't you know this is a serious That's why podcast? It should just be. I'm so staunch on not saying the last name. Staunch. Staunch. I can make up words too, Tally. <laughs> You know, like you're a staunch supporter of blah, blah, blah. I am a staunch Republican. We both are very Is that much. how we well, use it? Is that how you use it properly? Probably. That's when I think of the word staunch, it's like supporting something that you fully... Fully support. Yeah. What, do you, are you fully engaged in anything like that? In not saying my last name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I am turning pretty... I, you're yeah. a staunch, eco-friendly consumer. No. Oh. I pretend to be. Oh. Not pretend. I wish I was more. Well, you know, somebody told me something when I was 19 and it stuck. I was working for the Sierra Club at the time. It totally stuck in my head. And uh, they said, no one's a flawless consumer. And right. that really stuck with me because it gave me leeway to not feel bad about to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It gives me <laughs> no. a way to right. um, get a lot of plastic bags and throw them in the ocean. <laughs> Cause you know, I don't That's like, you do. I don't like turtles anyway. <laughs> you sure don't. You're oh, trying to kill no, one turtle at a time. <laughs> one turtle at a time. That's my new hashtag. Although you just buy, um, the thousand pack of straws and just dump them in the ocean. I do. <laughs> I do that every, that's actually why I go to the ocean a lot. <laughs> just to dump. Straws, mm-hmm. yeah. not even use straws. Yeah, I actually ask for extra straws when I'm at restaurants. Yeah, just so I can pocket them. Yeah, yeah, and dump them later for yeah. that. That and thing. I get, I get super pissed when they're those no, new like biodegradable the paper straws. straws. <laughs> they that? they taste really not taste, but have like a weird. <laughs> they stick to your lips and like it's a weird um, sensation. Yeah, in your mouth. You know, in my little town in Montana, there's a place that I go get margaritas and they started using those, um, those straws. And it's very obvious that I am a very slow margarita drinker because the, the straw starts to disintegrate. I was going to say, <laughs> I, they, well, silicone straws are too much mm. because people steal them. Um, the place that we've gone to in where I live has metal straws yeah. now. Uh, I'm curious. The to place see I ate with Becca last week or the other day was, uh, had metal. metal straws. I feel like they're going to get stolen. So that's why paper is 
better for a restaurant yeah. standpoint. Well, I, but I, I bring my own metal straws mm, too. And then I was person. like, I, yeah, but then it was like, oh God, do they think I'm stealing the straw? <laughs> so I just because put it I have, yeah. You should just like make sure they see you pull it out of your bra. And then stick right it in now, drink. well, it comes in a, a carrying case too. Oh, so that it does say is it. the carrying <laughs> case made out of plastic? It is not. It's made out of bamboo. Oh, reusable. Yeah. Well, um, we have paper straws at my little farm to table restaurant. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like margaritas um, shouldn't have paper straws. In where, are you, where are you going, Sally? <laughs> I was going to look up the the metal straws that I oh. ordered. I didn't order mine. I bought mine at World Market. And then they wrapped it in a plastic bag for me to carry out. Well, you could have said, no thanks. I was really busy looking for the coupon online when (laughs) Um, when that happened. That's funny. That does happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't... Because you can't slam a margarita. I mean, you can. You can. It's been done. And we have. It's true. But you shouldn't. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, or shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't. <laughs> I love how we were talking about um, plastic straws, and you live in Montana, so right by the ocean, <laughs> right, right next to the ocean. Yeah, I, like I said, I save up all my plastic straws and I take them to the ocean when I go to Bali. That's that's why <laughs> you I just liar. <laughs> she is kidding. And I'm gonna get a lot of hate. Mail I know. Right now. Well, if if people can't understand um, my jest. Yeah, then you're, I was going to say smart acidness, oh, but that's not. fucking stop listening. That's right? not what I'm trying to say. Edit that. Edit, edit smart acidness. <laughs> Got some acid in my mess. Facetiousness. Facetious. Facetious. Oh, so, yeah, straws. You just can't find it anymore, but it's. I'm, You're looking at Amazon right now. Uh huh. Oh, that's where I got it. Which I know people She's will going say, down the Amazon hole right well, now, you guys. On the orders, people will say, she a lot. "Oh, here it is." Um, I do, and I know a lot of people are saying, "Don't." I do like the convenience of ordering oh, Amazon. Tell I, me what, sister. I'm on that. I'm yeah. On that train. Um, I also do like that they do have. Uh, local shops that are on there now. So you are still supporting a local business um, that also has two-day delivery. (laughs) And metal straws. And metal straws. So this company... It is super frustrating, though. I will tell you, I ordered... We ordered one thing for the restaurant. It was like this part to go into the cooler. So it's this... It's about 12 inches long, and it's about an inch wide, and it's a divider to go into a cooler. Yeah. And... um, they sent it in a box within a box. I mean, they literally could have oh, put it I know. in a, not even a padded envelope. They right. probably could have shoved it into a manila envelope and hit send. So I, what I got was, it was just under $22. Um, it was four metal straws, two wooden cases, and a, like a cotton, organic cotton bag with two organic cotton um, cleaners. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a pipe cleaner. cleaner. Literally a pipe cleaner. Yeah. Um, so for four of them, for 22 bucks, that's not bad. And they're called, um, Echo Tribe. Cool. Uh, Thank you, Echo Tribe. Yeah. Or Eco Tribe. Eco. you like to. <laughs> what did I say? Echo? I mean, Echo. Echo. I didn't even Echo. have that much Echo. to, well, I was, I guess because we were like, Eco conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said Echo. 
I promise I have had three sips of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that's what I got. I, I think the downside to the one that I have is I wish that they bend. Oh, really? Some bend. Are yours straight up and down? They're straight. Because mine is straight and then it has like an angle at the top on the metal oh, ones. Nice. However, about five years ago, I got some really fat, I'm sure they're full of BPA, plastic straws, but they're they're really durable they're fat, so I can drink my smoothies out of them. And I bought. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think you, I've probably shown up at my house, at uh-huh. your house, not my house. <laughs> so maybe I'll just move in. <laughs> um, I've shown up at your house with them, um, and I suck my smoothies through. I tried to drink my smoothie through the metal straw, and they're it barely comes oh. out the top because my my I drink out of those big shaker bottles, right? And um, I can't. It's like I have to gum it to like get oh it out. Yeah. Uh, and then stuff get like the berry, you know, berry pulp or whatever gets, gets stuck. stuck in it. I said pulp. We shouldn't really be as ladies drinking stra- out of straws because oh. it'll make us wrinkle around here. Just like oh no. Well, you know, smoking. remember how in the summer when we're in the sun <laughs> a lot, kidding. just like how Only I smoke lady, all the time. Ladies should not be drinking out of straws because <laughs> you're not a lady if you drink out of a well, straw. Well, but you know. <laughs> Well, you know what my dad says, if you'll suck on a straw. No, does he really? Yeah, I heard him say that one time, and I probably was like 10, and I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. Oh my god. Yeah, because somebody asked him if he wanted a straw, and whatever it was he was drinking. I won't even say what my dad used to say that was horrifying when I figured it out at like age 19. Anyway, (laughs) that'll be off camera, because... off camera? God Damn it! We're also we're also um, doing a live video feed. We're not Tally and I sitting on a couch. Look, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) Look, we're still new at this. We've been doing it for several months now, but you know. Um. So, how are you, Tally? I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of on my like three year life falling apart plan. It happens every three years Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, just for me. Just for you. I don't know. You you ride a roller coaster too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, not just work. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? Oh, I'm all fucked up. <sighs> well, that's why we enjoy yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know we've kind of both been on this journey over the last year of putting on weight, and now we're on this journey of taking it back off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my journey has been more like three years of packing it on and one of it coming off. So. I, um, I didn't notice that, but maybe. You're so kind. <laughs> I am. I am the nicer one. Oh, hey. <laughs> I keep establishing that. that. She's a bitch. She's uh, like the sneaky one. She's the one that you think is nice. And then I'm she's from Texas like, where it's like, oh, sweetie. Yeah. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. And then she's, and then you find her rummaging through your purse like late at night. <laughs> I know she's got it. <laughs> Whatever it is I'm looking for. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. That lying bitch. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we've both gone through some job changes yeah. and different, just different well, I mean, lifestyle. We have synced up our periods, so of course we've synced up our <laughs> lives falling apart yeah. at the same time. Lives. Yeah. Lives. lives. Our lives. Of course. Each of our lives. Lives. Yep. Yeah. I like it. <sighs> but you know what's funny is I don't remember falling into yoga because my life was a mess. I remember just thinking it was totally awesome because I got really ripped shoulders when I first started. That's, you know, there's always this... I was also young and 
like 17 and, and could get ripped shoulders in three days. <laughs> yeah. Like you could just think about yeah. having ripped You're shoulders. Like, and I'm going to do three dips and yeah. then boom, it happens. Check it. And now 30 years later, whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. that would be me. Yeah, that not is quite. Not <laughs> Holy shit. How old are we? Not quite. Um, yeah. So it's funny, like the evolution of it. And now that we've both, well, I know I've been in the industry for a long time and done fitness training and all of that. And, you know, we're in this industry where we're supposed to feel good about our bodies and being okay with where we are, meeting ourselves where we are. And I do say that a lot in class, but I don't always believe it. No, I don't either. And I think that's okay to say that because we're human and there's a, this sense of perfection placed on the teacher that you, not perfection, but well, yeah, like a flawlessness. I, think, I don't know. Teacher. I think there is a sense of perfection. So, I mean, think about when you were a little kid, did you ever run into like your third grade teacher in a grocery store or anything like that? Yes. And it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. You're like, Oh my God, they eat frosted flakes too. Right. Or yeah. they're not at school. Like you live at school. Right. Like you what are they have... doing outside of their classroom. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Yeah. So, um, I remember one time when, um, one of my teachers was getting married and I was like, that's not allowed. Right. <laughs> and then she changed her last name. It was a very confusing year for me. Yeah. Which is an interesting way of how we start to realize how life works. Yeah. In a way, you know, like that they do have lives, 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 yeah. <laughs> lives. They have a lot of lives. <laughs> Nine um, of them. Yeah, and that all of a sudden we start realizing that they are real people. Exactly. Um, I, with the yoga thing, I think it's interesting that, and I, I do think a lot of people who have had trauma do seek out yoga. Right. Um, and everybody's had some something in their life. Nobody's had a perfect life, yeah. I would imagine. Um, I have. Are you oh, kidding? That's why everything's so perfect for that's you, right? right now. My rose-colored glasses are on right now. Um, I, but I, I feel like that is always a main theme and focus, right? About perfection, or no, no, no. About, like everybody's had a past traumatic experience, oh. so that's why we do yoga. When I just feel like sometimes maybe it just makes you feel good mentally right. and physically, and that you don't necessarily have to have some crazy traumatic experience. You don't have to have a problem to yeah. walk into that room. I, I mean, I don't feel like I've had one, but I mean, maybe like with my mom being sick and mm -hmm. I was a teenager finding out that she had MS, but I, I don't know that me finding out that she had MS would have changed my course, you know, traumatic. You don't think it would have? N no. Well, you I know, it's really interesting. The, 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 when I felt like you and I became friends was when you invited me to meet your mother before she passed. Right. Because I could tell something was going on. We were just acquaintances at the studio at that mm -hmm. point, right? Yeah. And I think we'd like talked about getting together. Mm -hmm. And I could see that you're going through something and you pretty much just like the floodgates open and you're like, yeah, my mom. I think she'd yeah. just gone into hospice or something. Is yeah, there were a few times. So she passed in 2013. So God, when I, that long? I know oh, when I, wow. yeah, it'll be six years in July that, um, which is crazy to me. Uh, yeah. So I always saw you as a year before. Yeah. So I'd always seen you as a 
as a student up to that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And then my kiddo and I came down to Colorado Springs. Right. And we went for a hike or something and then oh, yeah. and then hung out with your mama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because around that time she would be in and out of the hospital. And she was in at that. Well, oh, yeah. I meant like lucid. Sorry. Right, right. She was coherent though. She was. She acknowledged me being there. Yeah, and, yeah totally. It was really awesome. Uh, and maybe like then in 2010 or 2009 when I knew that it was definitely coming. I mean, yeah. when I found out. You it knew was, the end was near. Yeah, of earlier, like years and years of just watching her slowly, um, deteriorate. Um, so I think initially finding out that she had MS wasn't a big deal to me because I didn't know the whole, um, severity of it. Right. Well, and also you're a teenager. So yeah. you're just like, like that's oh, so okay. far removed from anything I need to know. Yeah. 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 It's like, okay, well I'll learn how to administer, um, intramuscular yeah. shots and things right. like that and, and doing all these things for her, but I didn't really understand the severity. So I can't say that there was a huge trauma associated with it until maybe later on, which I had already found right. yoga, but I'm not saying like people who have experienced major trauma in their life. I'm not poo pooing that. I'm right. just saying like, I feel like a lot of times as teachers, we seem to focus only on that like well that's why we're fucked up we go to yoga and it's like well how about just like let's just go because it makes everybody feel better and just just like up the up the vibration a little bit yeah how about instead of always having this negative um to turn into a positive what how about just a positive of some people who don't, haven't experienced any trauma, yeah, it, it just seems I don't know. It, no, you do hear that language a lot in yeah. class. Um, yeah, and I just feel like it's not always. Maybe that that's way. a whole. Maybe that's a whole direction we need to go go to on, on, on one of our next podcasts is about. Because this is trauma and yoga therapy. <laughs> because we kind of had an idea of what we we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about that instead. <laughs> <laughs> we need a little bit more wine to talk about trauma. Thanks, yeah. guys. Now I'll start crying. But um, you did get into restorative yoga after that. So you did it find did. your way into restorative because of that trauma, I think. Yeah, I think that I definitely experienced trauma knowing that my mom's life was coming to an end a lot sooner than it necess- than it should would, have. naturally. Yeah. Uh, and was needing that and, you know, going through all these shifts and changes in my life and as we do. And as, as we do, do. <laughs> as one does, you say that a lot. Um, and, and finding all those things has helped me through it. I guess I just feel like when I do yoga, it just makes me feel better and I'm a happier person in general. Like I don't want to murder people. Yeah. I mean, but then there we go. Like that's the whole thing too. Mm-hmm. It's like making it sound like, well, but that right. is kind of true. Like meditation and elementary schools are just showing such great re, re, right. uh, results. Well, it changes your brain, right? Yeah, for like, sure. Okay. So we need to do some research and come back to this. Okay. This conversation for we sure. Should. So glad we had this talk. This was good. (laughs) But no, what's funny, I don't even know how we got there. I just started talking about your mom, I guess. But um, no, we, you and I have both struggled with our weight this year. And oh, we were talking about perfection of teachers. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. And how I went into a long winded diatribe of trauma. (laughs) Hey, you know what? We're all fucked up. (laughs) We need to do more yoga. (laughs) I'll see you on the mat in 10. Um, 
No, but, you know, Tally and I have, well, I, I know that I've experienced, um, my weight fluctuating throughout my life. I, yeah. when I had my kiddo, I was really young. I was 23 and, um, was super sick throughout my pregnancy and I hadn't really experienced a lot of weight issues until then. I was very thin. I was racing bikes. I was very active, playing a lot, doing a lot of stuff outside um, and then I had my kiddo and my life became very sedentary. I suddenly after nine months could eat something without throwing up and I put on a ton after, of weight. Oh wait, while yeah, I was carrying, I was pretty thin while I was, while I was pregnant and then cause you couldn't eat because I, yeah, I threw literally everything up mm-hmm. and then the, I had my kiddo at home and a friend of mine was there and she made an entire pan of lasagna, like vegetarian lasagna and a huge like salad in a giant salad bowl and um, I literally ate the whole thing, everything. And she comes in, she's like, where's the lasagna? I'm like, I, I fucking ate it all. Are you kidding me? She's and like, that's oh, how we still are. Yeah. And that, that was for everyone. I'm like, Oh, well I did all the work. So fuck off. Yeah. So, um, but you haven't eaten in nine months. You I had literally <laughs> had not eaten. I, I, I think I only kept down ice cream in the that's, last. Oh, you did mention that the other day. I do not eat ice cream. If anyone ever hands me ice cream, I'll throw up in my mouth and maybe on your shoes. I'll be like, Hoo. And I struggle with dairy. Anyway, right, so. I was gonna say, but even like a, a vegan ice cream or a sorbet or just the I don't want anything creamy. <laughs> like <laughs> no. I don't, I don't like it. You don't Unless it's got mayo, I don't want it. But I don't want mayo ice cream either. <laughs> yeah, gross. Yeah, it's the Canadian in me. I really love mayo. Mm-hmm. But um, no, and then I I did I didn't know anybody. I moved to Boulder, Colorado um, when my child was two months old. Didn't know anyone. Um, and joined a, a workout group and then started doing triathlons and started racing. And, and that was when I saw a big turnaround and a shift in recognizing like where my power really was. And, and then I got back into my yoga practice because I definitely like got out of it, mm-hmm. um, at that time because again, I moved, I didn't know anybody, I didn't know where to go. Yeah. Um, and the gym I had, had, you know, I was in Boulder, so the gym had amazing yoga <laughs> and mm-hmm. they had free daycare and I was like, fuck yes. Oh, so I sure. dropped my kid off, worked out for an hour, went to a class for an hour and it was great. It was my me time during that time of That's my life. Perfect. And, um, I've consist, I've been pretty consistent about staying in a routine since then. So my kid's 15 now. Um, but about three, four years ago, I went through a pretty big depression about four years ago with a pretty severe depression. And, um, well, I think it was when we went to Bali, I was skin and bones. Oh man. That last, yeah, that, that one trip, uh, I got surf divorce papers, right. As we were leaving. Like pretty much when we were leaving. And so I'm like, I'm just not going to eat. I can live off the air. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like I healed really quickly there because I was around such a nourishing group of people and. No, no one knew that I was going through that except for you and Gretchen, I think. Yeah. Because I was like, don't, don't tell anyone. Well, I don't want to ruin anybody's time. Right. Because you were the yoga. It was my, yeah, it was my retreat. Right. So you were putting on that perfection in front of everybody. And then yeah. behind closed doors, you would like sob and need a timeout. And, oh, I was a fucking mess. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, you were putting on that persona and, but while still being human, but also there were a lot of people that were like, Oh my God, you look fantastic. Remember right. that? Yeah. Because I was thin. I was, right. you know, I, I wasn't, I was fat, not fat and happy. That's why I call I was, it the devastation diet. It looks devi- good on everyone. It looks so good. <laughs> um, you're right. Um, okay. All it takes is falling madly in love and having someone cheat on you and break your heart. <laughs> That'll do it. Done. For sure. Um, 
So, yeah, we, it, it's interesting because, you know, I was, uh, I fought, I am friends with Sean Haleen on Facebook and I love him. He's the sarcastic, he's such a sarcastic little young man and I freaking think he's amazing. And he, uh, I hope he doesn't mind that I'm just sharing this, but he shares it very vocally on his page about, um, he is, he had an eating disorder or, um, I think he had that dysphoria where you work out all the time Oh, yeah. and you do get used to, I mean, people don't see that as a problem because they, they're like, Oh, that's so healthy. What a great way to, um, focus your energy and anxiety or trauma or anger or whatever. And I was definitely going through that myself at the time, um, you know, around Bali because I had gone through a miscarriage mm -hmm. right before all that too. And I was going to like couple cycling classes a day, going to yoga, like really big, intense yoga classes. Well, you're, you're diverting your mind from, from the, the pain. And trying to also be healthy at it. Just like when I, I yeah. say I didn't want to go when I, uh, to the bars. So I wanted to do something healthy. So yeah. I was going to yoga and I was showing up two, three times a day because I was uh, uh, kind of depressed that I wasn't working at the time right. and didn't want to, you know, it's you easy didn't have like a purpose that yeah. day. Yeah. And it, it's so easy to just go to the bar. So I wanted to be healthy and so I started going to you. So, yeah. so the, the thought of going and doing things like that is such a great yeah. outlet, but when it becomes in moderation, yeah. An obsession where that's all you're doing all day, you can mm -hmm. really become unhealthy pretty Very quickly. quickly. Well, and I was just not eating and it wasn't like I was consciously like, I'm so fat. I mean, that wasn't even on my mind. It was, I, I had no interest in, in food. Well, you have, you're having this anxiety mm -hmm. issue where you, you still have butterflies in your stomach. So you don't want to eat because you yeah. have that feeling. So, Oh, I'm going to just go for a run instead. Yeah. And, and maybe I'll get hungry. Or or yeah. I don't even think I was smoothieing yeah. at that time. So, um, yeah, kind of fast forwarding. I, I, you know, I got all that under control. I, I started focusing. I'm, I'm really big on focusing my energy and then I dove into work and then I was very sedentary and, mm -hmm. um, didn't work out as much. And so I kind of like yo-yoed back and forth a little bit. And then when I moved to Montana, it was, it's meat country as a vegetarian. It was either deep fried or, um, I mean, there's a one place with a salad bar in my town, but it was, I mean, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know what to do. Um, I had started seeing someone that totally is a meat eater and dairy and everything. And you know, my ex before that we ate so healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, he was, well, I'll just disclaimer that he was allergic to everything. So it really helped us in what we kept in the house. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. So we never had dairy in the house for the most part. We never had, um, I mean, pretty much anything that is not good for you. We were, we were pretty strict with our diet because we also, um, that was something that was important to us. Mm -hmm. And so I suddenly was like on free reign to eat as much cheese as I wanted. And I was, right. I was wondering why I was feeling sick and lethargic. I started having all these health problems, a lot of thyroid issues, you know, that comes with another territory where I was going through fertility treatment later on, um, down the road with, and that caused all sorts of hormonal imbalances, which, you know, just makes you blow up into a fat cow. Uh, and I should probably also say that I shouldn't use the word fat because, um, well, I don't Angie, think there's anything wrong with that. Either. Angie is really wonderful. She says, don't ever use the F word in front of her or her daughter. And That's I, true. I love that. And I'm like, and I'm thinking fuck the whole time. And she's like, no, it's fat. It's right. Yeah. You're because not, you don't ever talk about being fat. And I was like, yeah. that is so amazing. And I was always good with my body image issues around my child, but when it's closed doors or when it's with you right. or, 
We still I mean, have this still, stigma. Yeah, um, we're like, I mean, wasn't, didn't I like <clears throat> bust out, like, didn't I pull my pants down and like lift my shirt up the other day and I'm like, look at my belly. Yeah, and I started patting on mine and yeah. like shaking. Yeah. Yeah, so we were doing like jello belly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. So we still have that. literally the only person I can send. <laughs> we're probably going to have to edit this all out. Because... No way. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, what's funny is we both know what to do differently and not doing it because mm-hmm. I don't want I want to but I don't I don't want to start over again I think that's my biggest thing is fuck I have to start over again when I went to the doctor the other day I don't weigh myself because I don't believe in weighing yourself I believe yeah. in um taking measurements photos things like that or just and how you so, feel right yeah such a great indicator uh, but of course, at the doctor's office, they measure you. And I was hovering, I think, about five pounds less than when I first moved here 20 years ago from Texas, where I was eating nothing but like cheese and Mexican food. And so, when you moved beer. here, you felt like you were on your high end. I was on my okay. the highest uh, the highest I had ever been, and. The difference, though, when I look back at a photo of me then at almost the same uh, weight uh, to now, I'm definitely still more healthy. Now you're more healthy. Oh, absolutely. Like before, I never, I mean, I'm from Texas. We didn't hike back then. Like (laughs) the only outdoor thing that I did was go tubing down the Comal or the Mm -hmm. Guadalupe. So... Uh, drinking beers, of course, mm-hmm. um, and everything was fried. Even as a vegetarian, I was still eating everything's fried. Fried pickles with, dipped in ranch mm. because that was the that only thing. So good, <laughs> but that would be the only thing that I could eat off the menu in Texas. Right. So um, that's uh, part part of. I would never eat that now. Um, I wouldn't say ever, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't, I, I, that stuff isn't in my diet. Right. But I have gained some weight, but I think it was more because of sedentary. Like my diet is definitely has cleaned up completely. Um, definitely more clean eating type of, of, uh, what word am I looking for besides eating? <laughs> diet conscious, conscious. Yeah. Like, uh, so so it's kind of interesting that at about the same weight and 20 years older, mm-hmm. almost, yeah. not not quite, but close, uh, that I feel like I'm still healthier than I was Back then, then. Mm-hmm. even though I'm almost pushing the same weight. But if you put both of those pictures together, you wouldn't think that I would be at the same right. weight. Well, you're a lot stronger. You've got a lot more muscle. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So there is a difference there, but it's still like this number on the scale that, I know, and it haunts us, right? Yeah, and it's awful, and I always tell people never do it, but again, you know, at the doctor's office, it's like, just don't yeah. tell me, but... Have you know. seen that? I think I posted it on Facebook, that meme, and it's how, how to get a yoga body. Have you seen that? It's like, have body, do yoga. Have a body, <laughs> yeah, do yoga. Right. Done. And I love that they're, that we're starting to see um, less perfect in the eyes of mm-hmm. who, what we all think perfection is on covers of magazines. Like, but are we seeing that much of it? Because for every, every plus size model, and you know, I see these photos of plus size models, quote unquote, and right. these are, these are girls that are my size. Right. And I'm like, and then I see on Instagram, these girls who are much heavier than me, 
and then also much thinner than me. There's nobody my size that's doing that's true. anything. There's not, nobody your size. It's right. either you're a pencil or you're probably in the obese category. And right. I'm not, I don't mean that in a negative that's way. Just I'm just saying them. that's your, your body type. And I don't fall into either one of those. Right. I'm, I'm built very muscularly. Yeah. I just developed boobs over the last two I years when that. I gained so much weight. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with them. I, I was horseback riding the other day and I was like, I need to wear two sports bras. This is yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah. And I've never had boobs. So I'd like to go back to not having boobs. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> And it's funny because I have students who, when we do like, um, plow pose or shoulder stand and they're like being suffocated by their mm-hmm. chest. And I, I'm like, Oh, I now know what that feels like. Right. So I apologize for the last 15 yeah. years of my teaching. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, you can do it. You what can you do it. Out? Just take a deep breath. Right. Oh, except for now yeah. you have to hold it because right. you can't get it out. I do like seeing that there, and you're right for magazine covers, it, it could be one, um, or it's somebody with cleavage and right. you're like, uh, that's a plus size model because right. she has tits that right. are real. What? Right. right. <laughs> uh, I, I think they're getting better yeah. at it. And I think Instagram is a great plant platform for seeking out body types that do look more like somebody who might be intimidated by going to a yoga studio because yeah. they're thinking it's going to be just a bunch of skinny people and instead they're they just skinny white girls yeah and and instead they do see somebody who is larger and I think that's awesome that that platform is out there you're you're right right, like right in in between there's nothing in the middle there's no what I would consider average well then we need to do that well I'm on Instagram damn it (laughs) at Sarah TV Russell (laughs) but are you posting in no, I stopped posting right. a lot of yoga photos. And, I have two. And I, you know what else I do? I mean, because you know, I'm a little vain and shallow, is I, I don't post photos with my double chin. I don't post photos where I look anything but fit or healthy or strong. Me too. Um, I've been doing that lately, and it's and I mad. Yeah, I, I, posted, <laughs> I posted one photo of me in hurdler's pose on paddleboard in a bikini, and you could see my... Um, you know, some lovely little rolls above my hips. And, you know, I, I made comments about that, but in the end it's not, it's not effective. It doesn't, you know, like I don't feel like I I got any kind of message across, you know? Well, the other day we took photos and I loved it and you cropped out what you thought was your belly, but it's mm-hmm. you hinging in half and you're upside down. So right. naturally that's going to happen. There's a little bit of looseness, but, the, the, but there, that's the thing is I know. And then I know maybe we need to post that uncropped uh-huh. photo for people to see, but it's like, okay, I've had a child, but I do, I can, I guarantee you I have a stronger core than right. most people because I can sit in boat pose all day long. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's scary. It's, um, so that's interesting. I've met up with a couple of friends um, recently who really fit the yoga body persona, and bless them, they're gorgeous and they're amazing, and I love them to pieces. But when I look at my photos with them, all I can see is my fat face. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's just like I I carry so much weight in my face, and I I, I immediately too. come to judgment with that, mm-hmm. you know. Well, like you and I Marco Polo all the time, and I think the first thing that we ever say is, like, what is this? Yeah. And we, like, we like stick our chins in yep. to, like, really amplify that. And I talk about my vagina neck. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, what is that? You'll just have to see it to believe it, folks. 
Um, everybody is just picturing a giant vagina. Like, I know. Well, <clears throat> anyway. No, it does not look like a vagina. Uh, it's getting flappy under there. <laughs> well, I know, right? But so we have this, we have this persona we have to fit. You know, when I moved, I was heavier than I wanted to be and I continued to gain weight and I feel like. Um, people now that I don't know very well who are in the community, you know, I live in a small town, so, um, they'll see me after they haven't seen me in three or six months. And like I said, acquaintances and they'll be like, Oh my gosh, what have you been doing? You look amazing. Like that's such an awkward situation. It's like, Oh, you really thought I was fat before. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do, I look a lot better and I look a lot healthier, but, um, it also, my, workout class that I teach. I hit it. I teach a very mindful hit class and I feel like I have more and more clients now than I ever did because I now I'm starting to fit that body persona that I should have. Oh, that you should have. Yeah. Not like I'm not as like... heavy as I was. And I feel like friendships shift and change uh-huh. um, because I met um, people there where I was heavier and now those people don't in the yoga community and those, that same person doesn't really interact with me as much or I don't know. It's, it's very weird. And I, I read this uh, um, article about being overweight, being contagious. And it's about the people that you're around. I mean, not like, Oh, you just coughed on me and now I'm going to gain weight <laughs> or lose weight. Uh-huh. But we tend to gravitate towards people that look like us. Right. That mm-hmm. have the same, same build. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because, but if you think about it, that makes perfect sense because I'm, I'm probably going to have friends that enjoy the outdoors. I have an itch on my nose. I'm not picking it right now. Um, I'm going to probably be friends with people that like to hike or mountain bike or be active that want to do yoga and things like that. And I'm not saying that there's a certain body type that can do that. Well, everyone say, yeah. should be able to do that. Right. But, um, you know, when it comes time to going out, what do people do when they meet up? They go out to eat, right? Right. So if I'm meeting up with a certain group of friends or family, we'll go to Chili's. And if I'm meeting up with yoga people, I'll go to like the organic vegan restaurant or whatever. Right. So, um, I mean, I personally like the place in between, but, um, (laughs) green goddess dressing, I hate it, but really, mm -hmm, yeah. And granola, bleh. We should just have like a whole conversation. I like to pour green goddess dressing on my granola. Oh, I was just, oh, I just threw it in my mouth. (laughs) But I mean, how do you feel? Because you've like been a coach to like body coach for people. I like it when somebody looks like me or maybe is a little bit more fitter than I am because I've never been super fit. That's a total lie, everyone. <laughs> well, two years ago, from four to two two years ago, maybe even a year ago, I was at my fittest probably ever in my life. Mm-hmm. And but I'm still I still would struggle with oh if if I sit a certain way I look fat you know all those my or I have things. cellulite when I cross my legs yeah. in shorts yeah no I don't have cellulite just kidding what I'm just oh, I was like every woman I was so excited when I saw that a friend of mine who is ninety pounds has cellulite I was like oh my god I love it when she crosses her legs yeah cellulite because <laughs> she has it right it doesn't matter what it doesn't size matter. you it's are the way that our uh, the way that our skin and yeah. tissue and fat and muscle all right men don't have it as I, much. right. And I honestly really didn't start getting it until a few years ago. Yeah. So lucky me on that. Um, you have these cute little twiggy legs. <laughs> and then a big belly. 
Please stop drinking beer, so. Yeah, so we're getting there. <clears throat> but I, I prefer to go to a class to where somebody looks more like me. Mm -hmm. I don't want somebody to be so ripped that they have zero fat on their body. Right. Because I can't relate to that. Right. And I also liked when I was coaching people that we could talk about our, all of our struggles. So I wasn't trying to be the perfect one, but I was the one say, being the cheerleader. You we can do it. We can do it. We the can do it. And say, you know what? I don't want to do it today either, but I'm doing it for you guys as well as for myself. So let's, mm -hmm. let's just do it. It'll be over with before you know it. And you're going to feel so much better once you do it. It's just, yeah. it's getting there is the hardest part, which is the part that I'm struggling with. Well, yeah. Like you said, it's starting over is the hardest yeah. part. And even teaching twice a week now is still, um, I'm still struggling. Like, well, but I'm teaching twice a week. Why isn't anything happening? But it'll start to melt and then you realize right. that it's melting. I just yeah. want it. The funny thing is, is looking back at photos of us in Bali and we were, we looked really good. We were also having the same conversation at that size mm -hmm. and we need to tell ourselves right now, right? now that it's being recorded and we can go <laughs> back to it that, yeah, we are so hard on ourselves all the time and, and we're in an industry that's teaching people. We're supposed to, not to be, be teaching people that it doesn't matter. Right. But I, I've heard from other yogis on Instagram or in person this, that how they struggle with how they think their thighs look or, mm -hmm. you know, you have more muscular thighs. They're not the yogi I will never thighs. have a thigh gap. Right. Yeah. And, and so that could be something that you struggle with and are conscious of. I'm not saying you are. Right. But, no, I, but I some totally people are. I was called, <laughs> I was nicknamed Thunder Thighs in oh, so lovely. Like, middle school by the boys in class. Right. And so that sticks with us. Yeah. A bunch of dicks. Yeah. So, so I hate that. Yeah. Um, so it's just something that we stick that that sticks with us, and so even at our fittest, or even maybe not, you're you're skinniest, and you're not fit. You're just thin and strong, not skinny. Though. Right, right, right. right. Um, because let's, let's or skinny, not strong. Let's look at this. Let's look at this from the other perspective. I do have friends who are very thin, who are are infertile because of their body weight, um, who struggle with putting on weight. I think this is probably more relatable to some men too that really struggle putting on that muscle mass, right? And um, so they're dealing with the same, and they don't have that right uh, body type, ideal body type. But there's either. also like the stigma that if you're skinny or thin, then you must be healthy, right? And Which if, isn't true. If you are, um, if you are overweight at all, or heavier, or have cleavage, or have at, you know, a stomach or big thighs or whatever it is that you're probably not taking care of yourself or right. you're not eating properly. I mean, hello, genetics, what? Right. But, um, you know, I do know several people who really do look like they have the yoga body and I know them very well. And I'm like, you're at the fucking bar three right. to four times a week. Right. Um, right. and how do they do it? But it's their metabolism, it's their genetics, right. they're 25, I, I, you know, I mean. Well, that's part of it too, but some, some who aren't, who are closer to our age are still like that, and it's. I, but what know. are they doing 
went behind closed doors. You right. know, how are they beating themselves up or not? Or, um, right. I also, cause we don't see that. So we see them as perfection mm-hmm. and they always have their green smoothie in their hands yep. when you see them. Yeah. But you don't know, you know, maybe they've been starving themselves outside of being at the bar and that green smoothie. Right. You know, you don't, you don't know. And or they really do have a strong practice and they go to the gym every day and yeah. we don't see that. And we just see on Instagram, they're, uh, Drinking a glass of wine or partying. And so we're like, God, how do you look so good when I use drink? Yeah, so it's kind of, it is, it's well, that's our natural reaction. Right. We get mad. We do. There's a comparison, right? Because we're jealous of how somebody else looks and we want to look like them. But even when we do look like them, because, well, looking at past photos, we have looked like these same people. But we we didn't realize at the time. Satisfied. Exactly. Still aren't. Yeah, I, I have, I've looked back at photos from the last several decades, couple decades. And I'm like, holy shit. I have been self-conscious of this one thing this whole time. And I had looking at a photo of myself in a bikini and I don't even see what it was that I was struggling with. Nope. Um, yeah, it's totally bizarre. We really, we really put a lot of pressure on ourselves and, and I feel like we put that pressure on ourselves in this industry, not just for on ourselves, but on us because of what our perception is, you know, because the first impression of somebody meeting you is their perception of you too. Right. And so we want to make that good impression. We want them to think that we're making healthy choices. I mean, when I was rounder, I was not making the best choices. I was eating a bag of potato chips. I was depressed. I was, you know, eating anything deep fried. Uh, you know, I was, and I think cheese. that's okay to go through that because yeah. that's being human. At some point you have to re- realize to stop I had to reboot. I, you know, had I, had I been, uh, had I had proclivities to alcoholism, I probably would have started drinking, you know? Right. And (laughs) we're called not wasting (laughs) Um, no, but I feel like food has always been my addiction and I have a, I have a pretty big confession actually. Really? What? Um, so (laughs) for a time I went to Overeaters Anonymous. Did you really? I did. And I remember watching (laughs) when This Is Us came out and the thin girl. That I've was, never seen uh, the show ever. What? I have never seen it. Not oh because God. I'm against it. I just forget. I don't watch I that. Like, I love it because they're the exact same age that I am. Um, I need to see it. It's, you know, here's the thing. I actually get super annoyed with it and I haven't seen it in like a month or two months or I don't know how long, but when it first came out and it had all this press around it and publicity, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. It looks like a feel, I was needing a feel good show. Mm-hmm. And so I started, I started watching it and there's this moment where the, um, heavier gal, Kate, quote, air quotes, that's her name in the show. And she's obese and she's at like an overeater anonymous, anonymous group. And then there's this thin girl and, and like everybody's kind of railing on her and Kate just is like, why the fuck are you here? And I was that girl, the oh. thin girl that was, yeah, but I didn't know I was the thin girl until that moment when I watched that oh. episode, which was only a couple of years ago. Huh? Okay. And that was a big moment for me. And that was actually when I decided that I wasn't taking care of myself mm-hmm. and that I needed to, you know, like that was everyone else's perception of me. Like I shouldn't have been there because I didn't have a problem, but I did. I did secretly but have a problem. But that was them projecting on It was, you. but it's not fair either. Well, and that's what I'm saying is, is you don't have to, you can be in an society and not be obese. Yeah. But in society you have this thing that if, I mean, I feel sorry. I've, I've definitely, I have some friends who are overweight and who really struggle with it. And I noticed it more when I was struggling with my weight. Um, but they, people watch them when they eat, they watch what's in their grocery cart when they're shopping. I mean the, but nobody looks at the skinny girl with like 
a bag of potato chips and like pork rinds and you know a bunch of steak in there Right. In, in their cart, you know? yeah, ice cream and everything else. Yeah. So because it's like, oh, maybe she's just having a party. But when right. you see it with somebody else, it's like, oh, well, that's why I have oh, that's why medical bills for your diabetes or something. Exactly. So you're right. There, that is something that I've never had to walk through, and I feel awful that that yeah. happens to other people, and it shouldn't. Yeah. Um, with that being said, not as a but. I think there's so many alternatives to better choices to make. Well, and I've always lived in that bubble too. And this is where that bubble becomes dangerous because I now live in a, in an area, Montana has some income, you know, just like like we do here in the inner city and, and whatnot. But, um, so being in Montana and having friends who, are considered obese or overweight or whatever. And, you know, seeing that they honestly, honest to God, and this is why it was so foreign to me, honest to God, not having an idea what a healthy meal looks like. Exactly. That's what I was going to say yeah. too, like a segue to that. So I'm yeah. glad you said that. That's, it wasn't saying, oh, well, they shouldn't have just put an apple in their cart mm-hmm. it, uh, because that's what I know to do. A lot of people don't know to yeah. do that. Um, And I'm an emotional eater. And so Mm. if I'm an emotional eater, 20 pounds overweight, I'm going to gain more weight. If I'm an emotional eater at this weight Mm -hmm. and I'm still exercising on a regular basis, like I'm, it's not going to show up as quickly or as much. It'll be a longer term weight gain. right? Right. And so it won't look as obvious. So, you know, I've really had to even change my mindset on that because we are in a bubble here. Denver is a very healthy area. It is. It's in the top healthiest. I remember the first time I went, I think I flew to either Houston or Dallas airport. And that, and I was so excited because the stalls in the airport are so big. And somebody pointed out that it's because the people down there are bigger. Right. And I did notice that right away. Right. And it's like, okay, well, if I had barbecue on every street and I was a total meat eater, I'd be all up in That's that. That's what, yeah, being a vegetarian, growing up in Texas as a vegetarian, my only option was cheese. That's all I could. That was your protein. Yeah. Was cheese anywhere? So cheese enchiladas, cheese yep. grilled cheese sandwich, cheese pizza. Oh, that's um, I live. I live in Montana. I get it. Right. So I also didn't. I was also younger. So um, it didn't matter. Healthy eating didn't really occur to me. But I also in high school didn't eat a lot. Right. And oh, I ate JoJo's every day at the bar so, in high school. <laughs> And so what I would do, I had a really bad problem with just eating crackers Mm. at lunch because I thought I was fat. Mm. And, and then when I got into my twenties and able to, you know, go out, I would drink and then make poor choices at 2am because now I've been drinking all night. Right. And, um, yeah, 24 hour, uh, Mexican fast food mm. restaurants that you can sit inside. And so it would be, uh, queso chips, and, <laughs> chips and queso with a cheese quesadilla or with a cheese right. enchilada. So it was cheese, 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 cheese. And then I move here and start hiking and be a better vegetarian, not right. just eating cheese. Um, I remember working at a restaurant in Texas and this one guy said, I don't understand how you're vegetarian. You're the fattest vegetarian I've ever seen. Oh my God. Yeah. I said that to you. Yeah. He was an asshole. 
in general. God. But, um, yeah, he said that. And I, I was large, but considering where I was in Texas, you were not large. I was not any larger than it. Yeah, I was not large. Um, comparatively, it was the stigma of, well, if you're a vegetarian, you eat carrots all day right, long. Right, you're a rabbit. Right. Yeah. And no, I was, I was a, I was a cheesy rabbit. I had cheese on those carrots. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so hungry right now. Um, well, so, and fast food being everywhere. If you're in a poor area of town, yeah. you have, your options are fast food. If you don't have a car and, and fast food's a lot to, cheaper right. than real food. Right. So I feel like uh, that's a whole other topic that I, God, I know like income disparity. Yeah. And, well, Okay, so what else about the yoga body? I mean, if you think about it, we've also both heard, I'm too old for yoga. I'm not flexible. I'm not flexible enough to be me, do me, yoga. Me, me, me. You actually said that all the time. I do say it. I have it in my yoga bio that I didn't want to be a teacher because I thought I was too old and I'm not flexible enough. And then what made me realize, well, maybe I would be a really good teacher because you don't see people like me. And, and the students that I have are like, wow, yeah, that's really awesome. That like you're normal. Yeah. And so it's like, I did something the other day in class. It's like, I don't like this pose because I'm not flexible, but I'm going to make myself do it anyway. Because if I keep practicing, I'll be able to, to hinge more or mm-hmm. whatever. So, um, I always talk about it and say that. I want to be realistic. I don't want to have that perfection on a podium. Right. Um, yeah, but I am still definitely not satisfied with how I look right now. I, I don't, I personally don't feel healthy in my body. Right. But you're Other working people on could. that. Yeah. You're working on that. Right. So, but, but if somebody says I can't go to yoga because I have, a, I, you know, I don't have a yoga body. I mean, no, I hear that a lot. Right. I hear like overweight people not wanting to come. I teach aerial yoga now and I have a lot of, Older women that are afraid to try it, mm-hmm. and um, I have heavier women that are afraid. They're like, "Oh, I'm gonna pull the right. pull the silks down." It's like, trust mm-hmm. me, I could haul my car right. much more easily than you're gonna drop, break that uh, piece of fabric. But it, um, the mold has to change right. from what we. It's the same thing. Perceiving what we see on the magazines, on yoga uh, magazines, yeah. and on well, Instagram, all these beautiful. People doing these crazy poses, some that I'd never even heard of before. I'm like, is that even a real pose? Right. You're just doing glorified gymnastics if you don't have a practice behind it. Exactly. Somebody's called it Indian gymnastics. I giggled about that. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I'm a really good Indian gymnastics practitioner. Uh, But, you know, I've really related to a lot of stuff that Catherine Budig has been talking about lately. And there's actually been some wonderful articles in Yoga Journal and Yoga Journal is this double-edged sword because they do try to bring light to this kind of stuff and talk about the yoga body and the yoga image. and But, you know, they're still playing into oh, what they are. They are. Yeah. Even, it's like, oh, well, we had three heavyset girls on the cover this year. And by heavyset, they mean someone my size. Like, are right. you kidding me? Um, and I know like there's a, there's a few, um, there's a few heavier gals, um, Jessamay yeah, and um, awesome. Dana yep. Falsetti. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've both been introduced in, in yoga journal and stuff, but where's the girl that looks like me? And I really appreciate, um, I've, I'm seeing a lot of, um, teachers now recognizing that. And I think it's because the evolution of our practice is 
you have to be thin and pretty and do these arm balances and these crazy back bends. And then now we're all a little older and like, Oh, I did all that stuff in my younger years. And now my body is feeling broken. Yeah. Like what is good and what is detrimental? Mm-hmm. What do I have the natural abilities to do? Like my back has been broken. I really struggle with back bends. Now I, I also spent three years being very sedentary more recently and my shoulders are really closed up. Am I ever going to open them up again? I don't know. I used to have amazingly open shoulders. Yeah. And I don't, I, I can't grab my hands behind the back anymore. Mm. So, um, you know, our bodies change, our bodies, our practice evolves and I'm, I'm liking the conversation, but I'm not seeing enough of it because there's still the stigma that we have to eat a certain way. We have to wear this, a certain outfit, mm-hmm. right? We have to have a thigh gap. <laughs> uh, and we have to be able to like bend over backwards and grab the backside of our ankles or whatever right. it might be. Right. And that is the stigma that I want to go away. And if you're one of those people that can do that, one, I want you to ask yourself why you're doing it Two, I want, uh, I'm, I'm so excited for you that you can do that. I used to be that girl that could do a lot of those poses and it feels good when you can, when you're good at something and you can, you can do something that others can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a little bit of ego that comes yeah. in. Uh, but you know, it's is also, this, it is beautiful to see. It is. I, yeah. And if it's a natural part of your practice, let it be, but that's the thing. Let it be. Yeah. Don't force it. Right. And I think too many people, I mean, there's a lot of tutorials online, like how to actually get into the splits. It's like, you know what, if your body's not doing the splits and you've been practicing the splits for 10 years, Guess what? You shouldn't do the splits. My body will. You shouldn't never go do to a hot splits. yoga class and get into it because you know what? In hot yoga, I can definitely get into the splits. When I am not in hot yoga and I'm in a nice prana vinyasa class where I'm building up to it, I can maybe get into the splits. If I'm just like taking an Instagram photo and maybe I stretched a little bit, I will not get into the splits without hurting myself. Right. I can do it and it'll look amazing, but I I'm not gonna. I don't want to hurt myself right. anymore. So. I don't know. What, where else are we going on this whole thing? What, what else does the yoga body look like? We have, we have a hard time talk, talking about men because we're not men. Yeah. But, and they are there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many would end up listening. <laughs> <laughs> Who's listening right now? But, uh, yeah. It's I'm just, sure they struggle too. I'm just not. That's not in my brain because I'm not a man. Right. But like, I have heard men say, well, I want to practice with a man. And I'd say the mo- overwhelming majority of in the West are women teachers. Yeah. And men really do stick out, um, in the practice. And, and I think it can be intimidating, especially, you know, there's a masculinity, femininity thing yeah. that goes on too, where it's like, oh my gosh, uh, like does a, does a man even want a woman personal trainer? I don't know. Because right. do you want them to see the weaker side of you? Like, oh, I can only bench this. I don't know. I think if, if you gravitate and enjoy what this person, a personal trainer or whatever has, then, um, then by all means go to them, whether they're male or female. Me personally, I would prefer a female personal trainer so I could talk to them about, um, just being a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And the problems that you're, yeah. As far as yoga goes for me, um, I only liked female teachers initially. Hmm. But that's a whole other, I'll, I'll get into that on another one because that's, that might be a, that wasn't yoga, a body issue thing. Yoga dude saying, okay. um, maybe I think it was just, uh, feeling uncomfortable if a man was 
in the room in these positions. Mm. You know, it's interesting my body. My very first teachers were men Mm. and I feel a lot more comfortable with male practices or very masculine female teachers. No, I don't want to say masculine female teachers, but female teachers who teach in a masculine way is what I say. And I probably teach on the more masculine scale. I think you do. I'm pretty commanding and demanding of my students. Just of your students. And maybe my podcast (laughs) co-host. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other, (laughs) that's a whole other, whole other topic. topic. Um, God, we got two other topics today, didn't we? Write that down. (laughs) Will you write that down? Um, look at you bossing me around. I know, but the pad of paper (laughs) is all all the way way over there and the pen is closest to you. I'll do it later. (laughs) I think that we need to be better as a society to not... I don't think it's us as a society that's causing that. It's whoever's at the magazine shops or it actually, no, I will take that back. It's, it is us as we're a society, society because we are reading those magazines, but we're also putting those prettier photos of ourselves on Instagram. You're so right. we're also creating that same stigma. I haven't been posting a lot of photos of me lately. Um, because I don't like how I look. Unless it, and unless I've gone through that over the last several years. I have, I've posted less and less of me. My Instagram was very full of just me doing yoga. And then it, it turned into landscape photos. And, Mine too? Yeah, which, <laughs> which are great. Actually, I probably have a more well-rounded Instagram. Right. Because it's actually showing things going on in my life now. Well, but, but then it's pressure. Like, you should only do yoga photos on here. And Right, but you know what? I've I'm also so lost it. like 7,000 followers. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm so over that of even caring yeah. anymore. Uh, but I do still hashtag, so I guess I care on some level. Because I don't. I care enough to hashtag. I don't care enough to start looking at all those hashtags right now. I'm in a weird place with yeah, social media. Me but, too. Um, and it probably has to do with my body image and how 100%. I feel about it. I think so. Do too. you do you think? Okay, this will maybe close out our mm-hmm. conversation. Do you think that you can be an effective teacher and a quote unquote? You know, I hate this word, authentic. Mm-hmm. teacher um when you yourself aren't happy with your body do you think that you can teach on that or with that or walk into a room confidently yes really i do i think if you are going to be <laughs> your authentic self <laughs> uh that's a whole other podcast yeah <laughs> And you don't like how you look. I've been discussing that in my classes lately, that I have gained weight due to a more sedentary job now. Right. You have a day job. And that I I don't like how I look, and uh, but that I'm working on it. And I've made that very clear. So you're actually using it I'm as fuel for class. the fire of class. I yeah, love that. Yeah. I am saying it in class and saying that it... it I'm, I don't like where I'm at right now, but it, this is where I'm at right now. So it has to be okay because I can't change that in one day. Right. It's not going to go away. Yeah. So I keep, I say it out loud so I can remind myself of that and yeah. not beat myself up. And to everybody else in the room because nobody else looks perfect. Right. And they could be struggling with the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they think I'm nuts and shouldn't be talking about it. I don't know. But I, <laughs> My I, teacher is nuts yeah, I feel like I want to be very 
uh, open You're about, transparent about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a tightrope. I, I think I, find, I probably walk that same line. I do know that when I feel stronger and more ability in my own practice, I gain a lot more confidence walking into the room. I do. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I have a whole bunch of yeah. confidence in myself, but I'm forcing myself to have it by talking yeah. about it. Well, and having confidence is what really commands a good class, too. And, right. And I do know that if I'm really worried about what my ass looks like in my pants or if I, if my shirt's long enough to cover my butt or right. if when I am in boat pose, if I have like a belly pooch, if I'm, right. um, if I'm less of a teacher and that really goes through my head after all these years of teaching and all these years of practicing, I still, you still go through it, struggle with that. And, um, and think of how many other people are like that, but they aren't admitting it. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm curious if there's anybody else that even feels like that because we're in an industry that really does judge us on what we look like and our abilities to use our bodies as a tool. Right. Even though we know that it's one limb of an A-limb practice. Right. Right. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. I don't like smoking anything. I don't want to smoke anything. (laughs) Let's go get some edibles. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so we're going to do a pose or a meditation today? Um, let's do a meditation. Okay. The sleep meditation. We'll do <laughs> so because today has been filled with so much, I, I am like anxious right Emotional. now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm anxious right now after talking about this. I only had like one half glass of wine and I'm anxious. Me too. So I was thinking we could do the tension release a little tension release meditation. How do you okay. feel about that? Yeah, let's do that. So if you're joining us at home, go ahead and find a comfortable seat. Either um, if you're on a chair or a couch, um, get comfortable. Maybe not lean up against anything if possible. And if you're on the floor, I was like elevating the hips a little bit. But just get comfortable. And take a moment and you'll find that I always um, start every meditation, every breath work with uh, just observing the breath. Just finding your own breath. So as you start to pay attention to your breath and find where it moves and what's it, what it does, you'll see that you start to have this uh, innate control over it. And so you automatically start to belly breathe possibly or increase the length of the inhale and the exhale. I encourage you to take a moment of pause in between, much like that pendulum breath that we've done previously. And instead of um, having your hands on your knees or your lap, go ahead and release your hands down um, next to you. So perhaps if you're on a chair or a couch, they might just be hanging, but the fingertips or the palms are just resting next to you, off to the hips. If you're sitting up on something, a bolster, perhaps um, your fingers might be on the bolster. They might be in front or behind the bolster. And you're still sitting up nice and tall letting the belly rise and fall. We've now paid attention to the breath. We've seen the breath start to shift and the fingers are just gently placed towards the earth. And you know, this thing happens when we try to clear our mind, all of a sudden thoughts rush into it. So if you have any thoughts that come up, just inhale, let them move through, exhale, push them out. And so there might be a reoccurring thought that keeps coming up or any leftover tension, whether it's physical or emotional. I know I'm still feeling a little bit of emotional tension just from our conversation today, um, being really real about our bodies. 
And so with each exhale, I want you to imagine that whatever that stress, anxiety, frustration, anything that you're still carrying, as you exhale the breath, you feel it roll down the shoulders, through the eyes of the elbows, along the wrists, and into the current of the fingertips. And either the palms or the fingers wash this tension down into the earth. And we get to return it. And it gets to be neutralized and released. And so each and every breath, we feel a heaviness washing away from the body and down the length of the arms, residing into the fingertips, into the earth, to let go. So it might be a reoccurring thought or sensation. It might just be you thinking of the breath and counting the breath and feeling the arms grow heavier and heavier and heavier. And it's really natural to start to feel a little bit of pins and needles in the fingers if you go really deeply into this meditation. And now we allow our mantra to come in. And with each exhale, in your mind's eye or audibly, you may say, I release all negative tension within me. I release all negative tension within me. And the fingers grow heavier as if they were finding roots and growing roots down into the wood floor or the carpet or the basement. Or if you're sitting in a chair, they're reaching all the way down into the earth. And so we sit rooted in this negative tension as we let it go. We still have an attachment to it just for a moment as the fingers rest. And you're welcome to even pause this meditation and sit in it longer and continue to recite, recite, I release all negative tension within me. And whenever you're ready to come out of the practice, we gently pick up the fingers, open the arms wide, and just start to flick and shake the hands out, getting rid of anything last that's left in the hands or the fingertips. Push it away from the body. And then inhale, reach the arms up high, press the palms together, and draw a line down to the center of your heart. And all of a sudden, the arms feel a little lighter, the body feels a little bit more relaxed, and the pins and needles are probably gone. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This is Sarah Russell. And I'm Tally. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And this is Namaste. And Rosé.